This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's Obehave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have a first-time author in the house and a first-rate professional pet sitter and a pioneer in the dog walking business. Her turf is L.A., darling. And boy, she does have some tales to tell. Please give pause and applause to the author of this must-read book called The Pet Sitter's Tale, the one and only Laura Vorier. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thanks for having me on. I'm delighted to be here. All right. Now, caring for dogs is uh, probably not for the faint of heart, wouldn't you say, Laura? Well, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. I agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to expect the unexpected. Folks, Laura is about to be our tour guide into the world of pet sitting and dog walking. But first, let's take this quick commercial break so you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, we're going to continue speaking with Laura, the awesome possum pet sitter. But first, raise your paw if you like to party. If you want to throw a doggone great dog party for your favorite four-legger, we urge you to go over to Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. Easy to find. Just go mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. This place has everything you need to have a possum awesome pet party for your pal. Did your dog finally graduate from dog obedience school? Throw a dog party. Is it your dog's birthday? Throw a dog party. And you can get everything you need at the Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. We're talking pet party hats, bow ties, tutus, and more. Go to mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Pause up. Party on. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today has been a lot of things, a makeup artist in the film and television industry. But she discovered her true star power comes in pet sitting and dog walking for four-leggers living in Hollywood, L.A., and surrounding cities. I think your life is like a Hollywood tale, and we're just very, very glad to have you on our show, Laura. And we want to talk about your book, which is actually a collection of your adventures in the pet sitting world. The book is called A Pet Sitter's Tale. Laura, I'm just thinking right now, it's a really cool pink-colored covered book. And I'm just thinking, okay, book, check, movie, next. Yes. So, so who's going to play you in a movie, Laura? Who's going to be your favorite Hollywood uh, you celebrity? Know, 
this is so funny because everybody likes to play this game. And I was on with a radio host last week who said, Renee Zelligor. I have like a, <laughs> a feel like her. But, you know, anybody funny, even Amy Schumer, I really think Amy Schumer is hysterical. And I kind of like to think of myself as somewhat of a funny person. So I think Amy Schumer would be great. You know, she has those facial sort of expressions, which are hysterical. And I love her timing. She has really good sarcastic timing. And I'm also like fluent in sarcasm. So I think she could be a good strong bet for the lead. Well, she actually was on our show before she hit it big. So maybe we can, we can work our Hollywood inside, you know, information and get her. So if she couldn't make it, Renee's out. Yeah, that's not a bad one. But I think my vote's for Amy. Amy, yes. I saw that Amy was on your show and it's fantastic now. I just read that on Twitter. She's having her first baby. You know, I know. Maybe she's going to name her baby Laura or Arden. <laughs> oh, that would be Arden's <laughs> a great name. I love that name. <laughs> and and just so you know, that's actually my real name, not a Hollywood name. I uh, was named after my sister's babysitter. Isn't that great? That's great. Crazy how people get their names, isn't it? Well, my parents were going to name me LaDonna. And then that, that movie, Laura, came out. And they, they saw that movie and they fell in love with that movie. And they said, oh, let's, let's not name her LaDonna. We'll name her Laura. And I'm eternally grateful for that decision. Yeah, I, I hear your big sigh of relief all coming from the West Coast. I, yes. I hear you. So, LaDonna, I think I'd take Arden over LaDonna. No offense to your parents at all. <laughs> so, let's... Let's talk about yourself. I mean, you and I share a commonality. Uh, we're both from the Windy City area, Chicago, and it's appropriate. We actually are speaking with Laura today on Election Day when the joke in Chicago is everybody votes twice and even when they're dead. But did you enjoy growing up in Chicago? Loved it. Oh, I love everything about Chicago. And if it weren't for the terrible winter weather, I would still live there because best people, best food, best city, just love Chicago. Yeah, yeah. The winters are pretty wicked. And, you know, I think it's funny that last time I went to visit a lot more people during the summer, which lasts for two weeks, I'm just kidding, would bike around the loop because, you know, I've been in a taxi cab and having to go somewhere that was like two miles. And it took me 45 minutes to go two miles in uh, bumper bumper traffic on Lakeshore Drive. Oh, the traffic is, well, the traffic is bad everywhere. I mean, I live in LA currently and oh my gosh, I mean, it makes Chicago look like a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah, but at least LA is a little spread out. I lived in Oceanside, California for 15 years. And when I'd go up to LA, I always thought it was crazy that there's all these big highways, the five and the 405. And then all of a sudden there's this tight squeeze, like to two lanes on each way when you get into the heart of LA. To hmm. go on the 10, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> know. But So how long have you been in the LA area now? I've been out there uh, almost, let's see, 2002, so over 15 years now. That's great. And tell our folks a little bit about yourself. Why did you come out to L.A.? And uh, obviously you put on makeup much better than I can. So tell us kind of what your goal was and how you did a U-turn or you shifted gears into the pet world. Absolutely. So I went out to Los Angeles with stars in my eyes like so many people do. I was a makeup artist in Chicago, and I thought that, because I had some success in Chicago that I could go make it big in Hollywood. 
Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, that's a natural conclusion. Any logical person would think that. <laughs> so I packed up my bags and I went out to LA and you know, I had my butt handed to me. I, I was <laughs> yeah. terrible. It was terrible. You know, I was shocking. It happens to so many people. Right. But what happened to me was I had already been working as a makeup artist. So I had a job at Barney's New York and I was a sales girl selling makeup and this gal had come in and she said, uh, would you do makeup for me on this really small independent film? And when I got to her trailer, her little dog, Abby, was there. And she said, hey, when I go on set, you mind? I'll pay you a little extra money. You'll walk Abby. And I said, sure, no problem. I'm, I'm happy to walk your dog. I love dogs. So when I was walking her dog on the lot, out of another trailer came the comedian Paula Poundstone. There you go. And Paula Poundstone said, uh, hey are you a professional dog walker? And I said, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. I know. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. So she started asking me about the dog and, you know, she was really interested in my services immediately. And she told me she had a dog and I told her I love dogs. And she said, how much do I charge? And I thought, oh my gosh, I have no idea what a professional dog walker charge, but I made something up and she went with it. And that was my rate for the next 10 years. <laughs> you know, I was like, it worked for me, it worked for Paula. And what kind of dog did Paula have at the time? Her dog was named Cal, and he was a pit mix, and he was ginormous. I'll never forget, because she said to me, oh, you're a dog walker, do you do any training? And I said, uh, well, I'd have to assess your dog first, because, see, I didn't want to lose the dog walking job. So exactly. I said, I, I need to assess your dog. When I went there, I just remember seeing him at the back of his yard. He looked like a miniature horse. And I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? And he saw me and started like running at me. And I thought, oh my gosh, you have to look like a professional. Do not run away. <laughs> <laughs> Do not have, don't tinkle down your pants. Yeah, I, I get you. I well, I, I think that. sometimes pits, you know, I, I call them meaty cheeks because when they smile, they got that big grin. Oh, yeah. It sounds like Cal was a good doggy, right? Oh, he was a good dog, but oh gosh, he was a terrible pooler. And, you know, I started watching videos and I started, you know, watching Caesar videos and watching the Caesar Milan show. And I just started to really try and get that dog under control because he would about pull my arm out at every single walk. Wow. Wow. But if you had to make a decision, because it's kind of a dog eat dog world in the makeup industry because from what the book was saying, her book is called A Pet Sitter's Tale. You know, you, you had some snarky uh, bosses and not trying to diss anybody, but it was kind of very, very competitive. And uh, how'd you feel about making the switch to a, a profession where there actually are clients with really good, strong teeth? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I was relieved. I'll tell you, it was the right time and right place for me because I really was able to go from worrying obsessively about running out of money and having to move because I was completely broke to all of a sudden I had to think about hiring people and having too many, almost too many clients to handle. So it was a good thing for me. I embraced it. I never looked back. I never looked back. As a matter of fact, once I had about a dozen or so clients, I started selling off my makeup kit and I was glad to do it and have the extra room in my apartment. I never looked back. Well, that's, that's great. Hey folks, we're talking to Laura Voyer 
which is, I love this. It's like warrior with a V, which is perfect. She is the owner of your dog's best friend.org. If you want to dash over her business is uh, helping folks out in the LA County area. We're talking Beverly Hills, darling and Hollywood and Santa Monica, all these cool places. And now you've been at it since 2003, I guess. Right. So you're, yeah. uh, you're got your 15th year anniversary going. Wow. That's incredible. Isn't it? It is incredible, especially see how far the industry has come. I mean, it was before you could hardly get anybody to do dog walking or pet sitting as a professional. You would hire your friend or your relatives or your neighbor. But now it's gone from not only becoming a very mainstream sort of profession, but also they have on-demand pet sitters and dog walkers. You know, it's like now they have the Uber for dog walking and pet sitting. So it's gone completely from being unknown to almost ubiquitous. So what inspired you to write your book? And I got to tell you, I almost finished it. I've got a few more pages to go. But folks, you got to get this book. It's called The Pet Sitter's Tale. And it it just starts her whole beginning from leaving the makeup counter to uh, getting that first client, Paula Poundstone. And you even talked to a pet psychic about your dog, Dexter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So that's Hollywood, right? Land oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's what my parents would call it. Land of the fruit and nuts. Yeah, there are the, the Hollywood pet psychic is actually a thing where the psychics can speak, you know, communicate with your pets, and they can certainly tell a tale themselves of, you know, what experiences they've had before they came on to their owners. And uh, I, had, I had quite a session with my pet psychic who told me that my dog, Dexter, was in love with me. And, and what kind uh, of dog? Tell us a little 411 on Dexter. What kind of dog is he? How'd you get him? And how old, oh, how old is he? Um, and Dexter is my canine soulmate. I love him so much. You know, I'm actually writing an article now. Can you love your dog too much? I love him so much. I mean, I've never had a dog who's been so on sync with my feelings and emotions and, and even thoughts, you know, he's so my everything. I rescued him. I was working for a rescue called Four Paws and I wanted to get one of their dogs and it just never happened. You know, they're always spoken for. And one day they called me and said, Hey, we have a dog. He's injured and he's going to have a long haul. But if you agree to take him, then the veterinarian will do surgery, life-saving surgery on him. He had been run over and I said, I'll take him. And I adopted him sight unseen. And they brought him to my house one day. He had that, you know, that satellite dish on his head. Oh and yeah. <laughs> so heavy. He couldn't even hang his head. And he, he was like a sack of bones and the lady got him out of her car and she came walking up to my front door and I thought, oh my goodness, that's my dog. I can't believe it. But, you know, all these years later, he's healthy and happy and he's probably about 13 and he's a little senior now. He's a Chewini. Okay. All right. Well, you know, there was something maybe chemical that was saying to do this or whatever you want to say. You did not know this dog by, by sight, but there was something that was pulling you to Dexter. Oh, absolutely. I would have saved any dog at that point. Really wanted to rescue a dog. And I still work with rescues and, and all sorts of organizations to help, you know, find homes for dogs. So your book really just was unleashed, what, a couple of weeks ago or how's it going? And it's going pretty good. Uh, it's been out for 
for a little while now. It's going good. I'm excited to talk to people about it. I am working on the screenplay for it. So uh, yeah, I I think, you know, when I first started showing it to people who to critique it and edit it, you know, they said to me, it sounds like a movie. So I'm, you know, I'm hopeful. And I think that that will happen, but even more than a movie, I'd like to see it as a play and a play where real dogs are on stage with the dog walkers. And at the end of the show, we can see if we can't get them adopted. I think the Broadway's calling you. I think, yes. wait a minute, is that that call? Mark, my producer, I think there's a call coming in. It's from Broadway. Oh my gosh. I like, I, you know what? What I like about you, Laura, is you're just, there's no limits, right? You don't say, I can't do it. You say, let me give it a shot. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, that's what life's about growth, you know, and joy and freedom and freedom to try everything and anything. So I'm, I'm feeling very joyful and very satisfied. I'm happy that the book is out. It took me a long time to write it because I'm not like a natural writer, but I really felt like people would enjoy these tales, especially if you love dogs, because I think a lot of people think to themselves, well, if I didn't work, you know, at this profession or be at this office, what would I do? And if I could just do something I loved, I think a lot, a lot of people would gravitate towards being pet sitters. And when you walk into someone's home, and it's up to you if you want to disclose, but have you done care for some pets of celebrities as well as just mortals living in L.A.? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Dr. Dre, I would say was probably my, my biggest client. I took care of his dogs for a long time, for many years and, uh, Jim Carrey and, uh, a couple others, but those were probably the biggest, but you know, it's not just the celebrities who, you know, love to have the pet sitters. It's the regular people who need us. And I had a lot of attorneys and people who worked in the periphery of Hollywood, like the agents and uh, those stylists and other makeup artists. And they would say to me, you know what, Laura, if you didn't do your job, I couldn't do mine because they work very long hours. Good point. So did you ever get to meet Jim or Dr. Dre? I met them both very briefly. I would see Dr. Dre all the time driving in and out of his house. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So he would always wave to me and he loved, loved his dogs and his wife and kids loved their dogs too. You know, they were a big, big pet loving family. And what about Jim Carrey? What kind of dog or did he? Uh, He was just great to his pets. He adopted a rescue dog that needed physical therapy and he would rent a pool time to have the physical therapist work with his dog in the pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, you made a good point. They're working long hours and pet sitters work long hours and dog walking. So is there any things that you've learned that have made you a better professional in this field? I think to communicate, you know, absolutely Mm -hmm. communicate with your clients and just make sure that you're letting them know what's going on and also follow those directions. I think when most, yeah, you're right. When most people get in trouble, it's because they didn't follow the instructions. You know, I had a heard a story about a, a woman who was doing pet sitting and she couldn't figure out how to put the harness on the dog, but the owner had said, you know, always put this harness on. He can back out of his collar like so many dogs do. And sure enough, you know, she took the dog on a walk with just a collar and a leash, didn't put the harness on because she couldn't figure it out and the dog got away. Oh, yikes. And speaking of those directions, there are some folks that are very, very detailed in their directions or specific, like three treats on a pillow. What's some of the funny but essential instructions from clients that you have to follow that really pamper their dog? 
Oh, so many instructions. You know, you walk into the first day of a pet sitting and there's usually what I call the book and the notes, (laughs) you know, the notes. And they're like the phone book. And then I had a client who would sticky things all over her house like, oh, uh, Sammy likes to sleep here and Sammy will jump up here and had a sticky all over her house where her little dog Sammy would like. Those were all the favorite spots. And nowadays people have ring and all these other, so they can see when you come and go. But do you ever wonder if they've got cameras in every room, especially yes. if you're in a sleepover? So how do you deal with big eyes, big you brothers? Know, you know what? There's no expectation of privacy anymore. I used to be squeamish about asking people if there were cameras in their home. But now I just straight up say, and where are the cameras in your home? Because you know, you're not legally supposed to record somebody without letting them know, but people do it all the time. And especially if you're sleeping at someone's house, you know, it's, it's nice to know that they have eyeballs on you or even audio. It's better to know. And to that point, I always tell the people that I hire, I have a lot of independent contractors who work for me. I say, never do anything that you wouldn't want to see yourself doing in a court of law, <laughs> you know, oh, on yeah. screen. just everyone has a nanny camera too. So be ever, ever so aware of that. But you have to wake up and have bed hair and it's on film. <laughs> How do you do that? That. Oh, I don't mind that. <laughs> That's a great thing about being a, a pet sitter and dog walker. You know, it's so not glamorous. You don't have to look good at any one, one given time, which is nice in a way. But then, you know, I, I saw George Clooney once when I was hiking in this canyon uh, near his house called Fryman Canyon. You might have heard of it being right. you know, around that area. And I was walking a couple of dogs and I had a, you know, one of those big blue bags full of dog poop and I saw him get out of his car and there were a bunch of us coming down the hill and he waved and instinctively I waved and I'm like oh my god I waved with the poop hand you do the doo-doo wave <laughs> I was like well one hand had the leashes and one hand had the poop and I thought well I gotta wave I'll smell you later, Laura. <laughs> right? Now he's yeah. telling the reverse of this story. And she waved to me and she had a bag of poop in her hands. <laughs> well, on that um, do-do note, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. We are speaking, of course, with Laura Vorier. She is the author of The Pet Sitter's Tale and she operates a very successful dog walking and professional pet sitting business. It's called Your Dog's Best Friend. And it's based in the L.A. County area. So everybody just sit and stay and hang on to those poop bags. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, folks. Ardmore here. We know people like uh, Laura out there doing great things for our dogs, and so are the fine folks at InnoVet. I love the company model, the pet company that cares. This is a company that's all about trying to improve the health of your dogs and cats, and they are featuring a CBD oil. What is that? That's a great supplement that's finding some good results for pets that may have arthritis, pancreatitis, asthma, intestinal inflammation, anxiety, seizures, and in some cases, is cancers. So I want you to take a look at InnoVet. It's I-N-N-O-V-E-T-Pet.com and check out what they have to offer. 
All of their products are 100% affordable and accessible to all pet owners. And every bottle comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's for all the products. And we have great news. Innovat is going to give you 30% off your order when you put the code in, the coupon code OBEHAVE30. That's OBEHAVE30 and save 30%. That's awesome. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Amy Schumer. You're listening to Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio, where they keep it real and make everyone feel like they're pets. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHAVE. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a great time with Laura, dog walker, extraordinaire, professional pet sitter. I mean, you think on your feet and you're in a very hard to navigate area, L.A. County, because, you know, I lived there for many, many years out on the West Coast. But uh, how do you deal with all the, the traffic and getting to your appointments on time? You must have like the Batmobile or some secret way of getting to a place quick. Well, I don't have a secret. And if I did, I'd sell it. Um, (laughs) You know, what I have learned over the years is to really be true to that geography, your territory, if you will, that you can realistically handle. And all my clients that will allow it, I give them like a two hour range. You know, most people want their pets walked midday. So I'll say, between 12 and two or between one and three. And then, you know, after I figured it out, I kind of can know what the best ways to get there. And of course, use those apps. Um, But I have most of the dog walking. In fact, I'd say all of it hired out right now. I just do uh, the pet sitting and the boarding, but most of the dog walking is completely just hired out. I have two locations now. And my daughter, who's 28, Nicole, she is managing the second location and she does a lot of that stuff for me. Oh, very nice. Okay. It pays. And you also have, uh, we got a shout out to your son because he's kind of your techno wizard, isn't he? Oh, he sure is. Oh my gosh. These kids, I I swear I saw him swiping right the other day. You know, they are so technology savvy and so advanced. He is so into the games and he wants to be a YouTuber. I mean, can you imagine when you were a kid, people say to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? You say a YouTuber. I mean, it was not (laughs) even a thing. It was not a thing. Right? It's crazy. All right. Hey, as far as your book, I do like uh, someone has described it as kind of a blend of the Nanny Diaries, The Devil Wears Prada, and Legally Blonde. I think that's spot on because each chapter is another tale of her adventures in the evolution of being a pet sitter. But you do it, you know, you tell it like it is. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get yourself in a little pickles, I guess. Oh, yes. Well, you, you like you said, it's, it's unexpected. You know, you never know what's going to happen from the dog passing away to getting locked out to losing someone's pet. You know, all disasters. But if you can think fast on your feet, everything can be solved for. Well, talk about the Red Bull rap. Oh, so when I first started my business, I really wanted to branch out and get my name out there 
your dog's best friend. So I wrapped my car, but I was inspired to wrap my car because remember they had those Red Bull beetles and yeah. they had the wings on it. Well, I happened to have a beetle <laughs> and I hauled them up and I said, I have a beetle. I'll let you wrap it. You know, how much do I make? What do I have to do? And when I was talking to them about it, I thought, you know what? This is crazy. I'm a dog walker and pet sitter. Why would I want to drive up to someone's house with a Red Bull on my car? That's not going to look, you know, very professional. I'll wrap my own car. So I went out and got my car wrapped. And I'll tell you, it was the best thing that I could have done for my business for branding. It was amazing. It was amazing. I had a couple vehicles with that wrap on it. Nice to say to my friends, well, I can't do any more undercover work. And that was for sure. Well, you could also have to use your darn turn signal and not salute with your middle finger, right? <laughs> you know, it's so true. Oh my gosh. Do you try driving around anywhere with your phone number on the car and see what happens? <laughs> um, no, thanks. We'll let you do that one, Laura. <laughs> People would call me all the time. People would call me all the time. You're not driving fast enough. Or, you know, they would ask me, am I a groomer? You know, what do you charge for grooming? I said, I don't do grooming. A lot of people thought I was a groomer. But I saw so many kids who would really light up when they saw my car. And I would drive by the school buses and all the kids were waving and smiling. <laughs> you know, they thought it was so exciting. It was, I have a picture of it in my book. It was a really cartoonish rap and it got a lot of attention. No, I think uh, your life is anything but boring. So what are some things that you could say, you know, as far as caring for pets, what sort of, you know, it's nice that you're there to help people. Is there any lessons you've learned from dogs that you could impart on us two-leggers to make us better beings? You know, something about that study that I think you probably read and I read too about talking to our animals. I think that that is so important to speak to your pets. It really does build the bond and them hearing your voice is so soothing and it's so um, amazing for them to be able to know that you are speaking to them and it's a good thing for your pets if you talk to them. I had a pet sitter once who never talked to the animals and I said why, I said, why don't you why don't you talk to them? And she's like, oh, they don't understand. But I said, you know, they do understand and she started to talk to them. And she said, you know what, honestly, that was really good advice. It just wasn't something that was logical for her, but she loved dogs. She just never talked to him. I said, try talking to him, see what happens. And you know, it was such a eye-opening experience because then she was talking to the dogs and talking to the cats and she really started liking her job that much more. And my clients really noticed it, you know, their pets were happier. So there's definitely something to be said for talking to your pets. Well, when you start talking to the paper plates and the fake plants in the house, then I think you kind of have to draw the line, right? <laughs> it's just one long editorial every day. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you sincerely, I know, I'm just curious, what do you have in your vehicle that makes you feel like I got everything I need and for whatever happens when I walk in that door of a client's? Oh, right. Well, extra leashes. I can't tell you how many extra leashes I have in my car. That is so important because sometimes the client will only have one leash and then they took the dog to the dog park and they let the dog off the leash and then they drove off with that leash in the car. So you need to have extra leashes. You need to have treats. You need to have a first aid kit, blankets. You know, I always carry extra leashes because I live in LA. Uh, not a week goes by where I don't see a stray walking around. Usually they'll have a collar, but not a tag, or sometimes they'll have not anything. And I will try and get them into my car with treats and take them somewhere safe so they can be found or get a good home. So I try and carry, you know, everything in my car that I can think of and just 
two of it. Yeah, that sounds good. And is there any leash walking techniques you use? Because you've got the yankers and you've got the dogs, you know, that sometimes get tangled up and want to do a circle eight around you. So what's any good leash walking tips? Yes. If you have more than one dog, use a splitter. I, I use a splitter and I carry that in my car too. So that's a way to walk both of your dogs side by side. So they're kind of tethered together, but they, mm -hmm. they still have some room, but it's like you have just the one leash, but two dogs. So it's a splitter. And right. also never, ever, ever, unless your dog weighs under a pound, use a retractable leash. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> never, ever, ever use a retractable leash. I mean, I've seen them break and they could chop off your hand. But more than that, I've just seen, you know, the little device on it break and, you know, dogs are off. 40 yards out, you can't reel them back in. You know, they're really, they're real. I saw a lady at the dog park. She had a Rottweiler on a retractable leash. And what? I said, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're, you're, you know, you can't teach some people some things, but no, <laughs> I never, ever use retractable leashes. If my clients have retractable leashes, I say, that's okay. I'll bring my own. No, they're the worst invention ever. I think what you're alluding to too, is you're walking with your dog. You're not being the dog's biatch walking, you know, being way back and picking up the poop. So That's there's a little right. bit of uh, leadership ranking going absolutely, on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your dog should be walking next to you. Your dog should not be in front of you. Your dog should not be pulling you down the street and you should be walking side by side with your dog. Absolutely. And you should be in control. And the dog is picking up your energy from your arm through that lead into itself. So if you're calm, they're calm. If you're anxious, they're anxious. You know, they know when you're paying attention. They know when you're on that cell phone. I tell people, don't be distracted when you walk your dog. That is the time for the two of you to build your bond together. And they know when you spot George Clooney and you're holding their poop. <laughs> yes, they do, don't they? <laughs> Now, do you ever take care of cats or is there any households that may also have cats or I know you focus more on dogs. Absolutely. So we do, we do take care of cats too and birds and reptiles and you know, you name it. If it can be taken care of, we have done it and uh, I'm happy to do it. But you know, I, I never had a cat and I'm allergic to them. So <laughs> they're not my favorite, but I do like cats. It's just that I'm allergic to them. So I try and hire the cat part out because you know, it's hard when your nose is running and you're sneezing and you can't breathe to be an effective animal caretaker. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, so, so what would be kind of an unusual but legal pet that you've had to care for? I know that sugar gliders are a no-no in California. You know, no sugar gliders, a Vietnamese potbelly pig, a big pig. Really? Do you remember the pig's name? Oh, uh, what was the uh, dolly? Okay. I'm glad it wasn't ham hocks. Okay, good. <laughs> So how, <laughs> how much did this fine specimen weigh about? About a hundred pounds. And it was a big pig and a sweet pig. And you know, they're full of personality and much like a dog. So uh, I think that the pig was living with my client for a couple of years. And then it got so big that they had to take it out and find it a new home out in a ranch because the pig just got huge. And you know, now these teacup pigs are all the rage. I don't know if you've seen them on the internet, oh, but, oh, great. but all the rage, these tiny little teacup pigs. Well, I've been told they're actually more uh, intelligent than dogs. That's what they say. Absolutely. So did this pig listen to you and what kind of food do you feed a, a pig like that? You know what? 
I didn't really feel like the pig was digging on me too much, Arden. I have to tell you, I would feed the pig. Um, the owner had made it some special meals and grains and rices, and it was this big bucket that I had to feed it. But I felt like the pig was very attached to the owner and maybe it was a one person pig because it was uh, feeding it and taking care of it, but it wasn't real bonding. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Dogs love you. <laughs> hey guys, we're, we're talking to Laura Fourier. She's founded your dog's best friend, pet sitting and dog walking business. But she's here because, ta-da, she is an author of The Pet Sitter's Tale. It's a great, fun book that really gets you into the insides of what happens in the world of pet sitting and dog walking. And more importantly, the importance of following your dream. And even if you get your knee skinned or the makeup gets smeared, you keep going, right, Laura? Absolutely. All right. So how else can we find out more about you? And is there any parting message you want to give to our pet loving pack at here on the Old Behave Show? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, check me out on Twitter. I love when people send me pictures of their pets. I constantly get puppies and senior dogs. And now I have a senior dog. So I'm all about the senior dog. So I love when people tweet pictures of their pets. And if you ever are interested in getting into the pet sitting and dog walking business, my book is full of startup advice, but I'm also available through my blog of the same name, the petsitterstail.com. And I'll answer all your pet sitting and dog walking questions. Now is your Instagram account the same? Shout yes. out loud, shout yes. out proud. Yes. You're, the pet sitters tail. Well, I'm going to have to join you because mine's Arden Knows Pets. Arden Knows Pet. I love that. Okay, good. I love that. I got I to check you out. You know, I am kind of just new to the Instagram thing. I have only but a few followers, but I love Twitter. Like Twitter was a big thing. I jumped on it right away and I'm happy to have almost 40,000 Twitter followers right now. So I'm getting into the Instagram thing. And of course I'm on Facebook too. And I try to post pictures of Dexter and cool dog stuff on Instagram, but I'm always tweeting. I have a big mouth on Twitter. No, that's okay. And the key to Instagram is how you use those hashtags. Don't just use hashtag dog, you know, see what's trending and be more specific. And that's how you build your following and make sure you, you follow others. And yes, that was, thank you. <laughs> says Arden Moore, who has a humble following, but uh, anyway, I'm really glad that you could be a guest on our show, Laura. And I want you to give a special treat to that ageless wonder Dexter I love senior pets too. They rock. I have a 17-year-old retired surf dog named Cleo who's 12 pounds. She's Aww. actually sleeping under my desk right now and I'm very grateful she's not snoring. She oh. might <laughs> I think she's dreaming of hanging 20. But when I lived in California, we were part of the SoCal Surf Dogs and so you never know what hidden talent your dog would have. She's a Bichon, Frise, Meta Poodle, whatever mix, 12 pounds soaking wet and she rocked it on the surfboard. Oh, I'll have to look for her pictures. Can I find those online? Yeah, if you go to YouTube and do uh, uh, Cleo the, the surf dog or whatever, you'll see this one-minute video a friend made for me, which is the evolution of a surf dog from the beginning to being in the Guinness Book of World Records because we got this huge board made, and we put a lot of dogs on it, and the Guinness people were there, and we raised lots of money for the San Diego Humane Society, and only the dogs that stayed on the board from the beginning to the end of the ride were counted, and Cleo was one of the 17. That's amazing. Congratulations, Cleo. That's <laughs> exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. 
I thought it was hilarious because there was a Bernese mountain dog and a bulldog and all these other dogs and little dogs were spilling left and right off the board as we, as they was coming to shore. And I watched my little girl, you know what she did? She backed in between the legs of these big dogs and stuck in the middle. Oh, she's a smart girl. Those were her instincts. Good there for her. Go. There you go. Aww. She wanted to make the record book. Of course, it caught, you know, I'm poor and famous, but you know, at least my dog's in the record book. <laughs> Hey, um, I really have enjoyed speaking with you, Laura, and I want everybody to go and get the Pet Sitter's Tale book. It's a fun read. The holidays are coming up. Come on, we all need to laugh and we all need to enjoy a story of success. And uh, please check out, if you're in the L.A. County area, check out her service, your dog's best friend, Laura Warrior, Warrior with a V, right? Warrior with a V. I'm going to be saying that back and forth, back and forth. But uh, any other final message you want to say, Laura? It's my pleasure to talk to you, Arden. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, again, let's collaborate. I love working with other like-minded folks. Let's make the movie happen. Let's make the play happen. Let's get some dogs adopted. That sounds like a great plan, and I'm in. All right, guys. At this time, also, I want to give a big pause up to our producer, Mark Winter. He is the Wizard of Paws. He is the man who created the Pet Life Radio Network, which is now 10 years strong. And we are the largest pet radio network on the planet. I heard Venus and Mars are getting a little jealous, but you never know. And uh, I also want you to please check out my page. It's ardenmore.com. When I'm not behind the mic, I'm writing books and I'm teaching pet first aid with a real dog and a real cat, Casey and Kona. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.